The best way to do this is to get you high because you literally don't oh stop God. talking. <laughs> I'm no, gonna have to cut that. On the laughing cabbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm the devil's lettuce. Um, no, yeah. If we have an episode with Ashley, like that has to be part of it. <laughs> what Except has to be part of it? Just not being high. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that, by the way. I, I'm just uh, goofing around. Okay. I'm just this joshing. is all hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hypothetically, allegedly. 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 It would be really funny if Ashley and I got high and then they recorded. <laughs> allegedly, that would be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, welcome everybody to episode two, season two of Gun Girls Diaper. Yeah. We're here with Will Margulis. Bailey Slover and uh, PK. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. PK. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, anyways. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Tired. Hmm. Will's also tired. I'm also tired. That's true. Living life. Well, it is eight thirty on a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm a granddad. I am a grandfather, who also played Elden Ring oh, all nice. last night. Yeah. I'm sure there's some of those out there. I don't think I went to sleep. Wait, let me not whisper. Fuck. I have to, like, consciously <laughs> not mumble. You gotta project. Because you're usually really loud. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess. A little. No, you are. I think it depends on who I'm with, because my whole dad side, like, thought I was quiet until... They still think I'm quiet. <laughs> mm. Until now. <laughs> I, have, I have a topic that I need to discuss with somebody. Anybody. Anybody out there. <laughs> you too. Okay, oh, wow, we're out there. <laughs> let's, let's talk so, about it. The Bachelor, this season of The Bachelor, is wrapping up right now. Today. Okay. The finale and the after the final rose is happening today. <laughs> and I, I haven't watched either of those. I don't actually watch the episodes, though. I just watch, like, the YouTube recaps. Because the episodes are like an hour and a half, That's two hours long. That's the best way to do anything like that. No, 100%. And especially The Bachelor, like, there's so much filler that it's... Uh, watching most of the episodes is unbearable. But there are a lot of things that happened in the season of The Bachelor, which is like a syndicated TV show, like millions of people see it, mm-hmm. that are really, like, bad. <laughs> like, really, really bad. Okay. And it's interesting to me as a person who's been um, watching it for like a little bit. And I think I the first season of recaps that I watched was Hannah Brown, which I think was like 2018. Okay, good, because that's like the only one I can comment on because oh, I really? haven't watched any except for that one. Oh, what do you think of Hannah Brown's season? Wait, Hannah Brown's like the like cute girl with the accent. Like, <laughs> yeah, cute country with, girl. Like Tyler Cameron and yes. Big Mike, Mike. Big Mike. I'll love, I'll love for that So season. fine, so <laughs> fine. How true do you think these actual shows are? It's interesting. It's very interesting. Don't they, like, get them drunk and, like, sleep deprived? Like, to... Probably. Like, to get everyone all emotional? Like, Probably. I heard that's... They, like, borderline, like, fuck them up. Probably. <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, there's a... For the most part, it's very not scripted. And I think you can really tell that um, in the After the Final Rose and the Women Tell All, 
Um, that's the best part. <laughs> dude, you gotta watch the women tell all from this season or like a recap of it because there's this one girl named Shanae and she is like like ten out of ten uh narcissism. Um what's the what's the is it narcissism? Is that what I'm thinking of? Where you're like like super manipulative. Yeah, and, like, super don't manipulative. Think you're ever wrong, and, don't think you're ever wrong. Yeah. Like, emotionally terrorized people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is there another word for it, though? Narcissist. Like, yeah. she is a narcissist. narcissist. Okay, yeah. And, you know, on the show, if you watch it, just the show, you might think that it's scripted because, like, she's saying these things that are so ridiculous. Yeah. But then you watch the after the, the women tell-all, and, like, she's repeating these conflicts with people, and, you know, the rest of the women really got, like, a chance to, like... Um, <laughs> I mean, one of them told her, like, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you, Shanae. Like, that's the the kind of thing she was hearing all night. And you can see it in her face Mm -hmm. that, like, the veneer of narcissism is, like, about to fall off because she was just receiving so much negative attention. Um, Like, her face was, like... Like, it was only a little bit, but you could tell. Like, she was really bothered by it. And so I don't think it's very scripted. Um, But... There are archetypes of people that are often cast. Um, there is usually one person who is very narcissistic and just is there to um, give drama. Give drama, yeah. But then there's also the influence of the producers. And the producers will often tell people to do things. And it's, like you said, it's an environment where like they're probably sleep-deprived. Drunk. Um, <laughs> drunk. Um, and they're just very uh, willing to, uh, what's the word? Mm, they're very willing to like do what they're told, essentially. And this season was really interesting because they um, they selected this lead for The Bachelor. His name's Clayton. He was on last season of The Bachelorette. but And usually the Bachelor for the next season from the group of men that were on The Bachelorette is somebody who gets in the top four. Mm-hmm. Clayton was in the top seven. Like, why did they do that then? Because. Wait, why, why did they do what? Like, why the did they four? have him instead of someone from the top four? Because he is dumb as rocks. Okay. And King. did <laughs> everything they told him to. Like, you can tell a lot of the times when he's, like, saying things to the women that he's, like, saying them, like, exactly how the producers told yeah. him. Like, it's very robotic. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very... Uh, it sounds scripted. But, um almost no other person on the show has ever talked like him. Okay. And it's because, like, he... And you can see this throughout the show when he actually has to deal with real conflict. He is, like, the least emotionally intelligent person, uh, especially for a lead, that they might have ever had on the show. Is he, like, really monotone? Mm, kind of. He has kind of that, like, male stoicism, mannish stoicism. He's not necessarily monotone, but he's like he's like an ex football player. Oh yeah. So he's kind of rocks. Yes. <laughs> no, unbelievably, his his signature thing is whenever there's conflict, and I, I kind of like this, but at the same time, uh, he his the moments that he chooses to do this are ridiculous. When there's conflict between two people, and like he has to be the mediator, he will just get up and leave. He's like such avoidant. <laughs> literally. Like, he did it multiple times throughout the season. That's kind of funny. It's hilarious. That's 
That's so uncomfortable. I've always just thought that, like, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette were everything was just fake. Because in my head, there's not... What is it? Is it, like, 16 different, like, girls or guys? I think it's, like, 20... 20-something. 20 is it? So, it, it? I think it's, like, less than 25, more than 22. Something like that. Mm. Or maybe 20. But, yeah. So, like, I feel like... I... That is such a high number of people to be okay with competing for something. Like, mm-hmm. especially a man or a woman. Like... There's no way in my mind that I would sit there and look to my left and right and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this for that girl. like, Right. And, like, watch them go on dates with her, watch them, and like... And then, like, hang out with them. Then, like, like fantasize so over them, like, hang out with them. Like, there's no way in my mind that I'd be like, I'm okay with that. Like, this is the girl that I want for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just strange. It's that's, just strange. That's the other thing it's is very that... very monkey brain. Like, yes. very primal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's all it's very dated, right? Because yeah. now they have Bachelor in Paradise, which is even number of guys and girls. Yeah, that's and how I started watching, like, What's the Bachelor. Bachelor in Paradise? It's basically, like, people from, like, mostly people from, like, older seasons, and then they'll, like, pull in, like, new people, like, a couple, but it's mostly, like, people from older seasons, and then it's just, like, a dating thing, and then if you don't get, like, paired up or, like, you don't, like, click with someone kind of thing, and, like, you end up, like, single by the end of, like, a certain amount of time... Yeah. And you're basically kicked off. And, like, like throughout the season, they're, like, bringing new people. So, like, if you think you're in a secure relationship, oh, there's a new bitch, and she's sexy, and she's funny. So, like, exactly. now your man want, wants her, like, shit like that. Exactly. Until there's, like, couples at the end. So. And every elimination ceremony is done by the opposite gender, so it switches every time. Yeah. And they always get, uh, like, one less rows which is like what you need to like advance then there are people of the other gender yeah. so that like there's always like one or two people so there's always one left out yes exactly one or two you know i feel like it's just very like artificial that's like i don't know it's like i feel like it's more it's less believable than the England version of this, like, too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. I love like, too hot to handle. Yeah. Like, exactly <laughs> That's the most so, entertaining like, thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, I've, I've never seen it, but I know my, I've seen a couple episodes just because my okay. sister watches it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, But also, but I feel like if you believable. were to go in the show, like, you know that it's, like, like it's just hard to, like, It's just it grimy, though. No, like, yeah. It like, is, it's super grimy. No, like the way that they portray things and the music that they play and the way that they edit people <laughs> is so grimy. Yeah. But to what you were saying earlier of like, um, you know, you would have a hard time like seeing this person go on dates with them and then hanging out with the other contestants. Yeah. So like, it no, usually... Like making out with them, it's so awkward. Literally. I can't. <laughs> so usually it's, it goes pretty fine. Like most of the girls like, uh, and the guys, most of the contestants are usually like friends with each other. Um... But then when it gets to, like, the final five-ish, they start getting more standoffish. And in naturally. the... <laughs> naturally. And in the Hometowns episode, which is where there were three girls left this season, there were these shots of... Or no, sorry, this is Fantasy Suites, which is where they get to have sex. Yeah. Which is important for this season. Because it, get, it gets really messy. It's hilarious. Okay, um, yeah, not okay. Like, <laughs> no, it's... Oh, my no God. No pressure, but you're on national television and, like, you have one night to fuck. Well, that's the thing. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. Okay, so, uh, just what I was saying, like, they have these... Uh, they have the fantasy suites, and they... The contestants all stay in the same... 
like hotel room. Like I assume they have like separate beds or maybe separate rooms, but like there's a shared living room. It's just one queen bed. <laughs> there's, cuddling. there's a shared living room where they all have to come back to after they come back from their dates. And like some of them will come back with like bedhead. <gasps> And literally, there's a shot of them where they're all just, like, sitting there, like, silent and, like, looking at each other. I'd it's literally throw up. <laughs> so funny. But the thing about this season was, and the thing about the fantasy suite section in general, is that the whole point is that you don't know if they had sex. Like, it's an option, but generally they don't talk about it. Because, it, you know, even in such a weird situation as The Bachelor, it's still kind of rude to just ask somebody, like... Did you, you guys, have sex on your you date? Fuck? No, I feel like I feel like there's a hundred percent of the time that I like if I was on that show, I'd be like, dude, I just had sex. Like just, <laughs> just to intimidate everyone else. Like if I'm in it, if I'm in it to win it, like uh-huh. like I'm gonna sit there and just fucking gloat about it rather than like being like, Ooh, did I? Like yeah, it But it's it, Yes. I I see what you're saying. But most people don't do that. You know. And sometimes, uh, you know, it, it, I just saw a thing a little bit ago that said on his season, Matt James, who was, I think, the last Bachelor, um, didn't have sex with anybody. And you would never know, because even in the editing, they don't, like... Show you. They you. don't show you. Like, they'll show you, like, you know, them being in bed together and then, like, slowly closing the door. But that's all you get. Yeah. And to, to that point, you know, Matt James didn't do anything and he gets the same edit as the people who had sex. Clayton... Um, goes on one date, tells the girl he loves her, has sex with her, okay? Goes on the second date, tells the girl he loves her, has sex with her. Goes on the third date. What? (laughs) Goes on the third date, tells the girl he loves her, the girl, Susie, to her credit, says, hey, did you have sex with the other girls? And Clayton, like, is so... There's a point where he's like, I uh, had intercourse with uh, the other, the other. He keeps saying the other. And then she keeps pressing him on it. And he he literally goes, the others. Oh my God. Wait, no, I have to see this. (laughs) It's so... It's unbelievable. I can't. That show is like it's like trash TV, but like yes. I'm I'm glad you at least watched the highlights because I did that for like certain like seasons too. I did watch like Hannah Brown's shit, but like mm-hmm. when there's a lot of talk on Twitter, then I'm like, I mean, what's what's the hype about? Exactly. But now I need to watch that. It's hilarious. That's and the thing so is, funny. like, it's trash TV, but it wants to be prestige TV, like. It has this aura of like you know everything's very expensive. High production. production. I just feel like at this point, it is prestige TV just off the sheer numbers of people that watch it. Like exactly, you guys aren't you guys like I know multiple people like almost. Let's just say I just know a lot of people that watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and I like see it from not just girls and like not just like like all like the most manly men that used to play like football like. I've seen them post Snapchats about it. Like, uh-huh. I'm sitting here like, what is this show? Like, I don't watch TV a lot in general, but I'm sitting here like, if I did, I would not watch. <laughs> I would not watch The Bachelorette. I wouldn't watch it. Like, there's there's no way. Like, at least too hot to handle is like, you can tell everything's fake on that side of the world. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know how how that got so popular. Hmm. Yeah. 
shit's boring in my life. Let me watch people suffer. Like it's no, doing for this, real, like, crazy shit. But but it's interesting because like the version of the Bachelor that like got really popular is not the version of the Bachelor that exists today. Like the the idea that like Clayton told all three of the women that he loved them, that was not a thing on The Bachelor or Bachelorette until one Bachelor did it. So, like, there were a bunch of seasons where they would not say that they loved them until the proposal. And then one Bachelor did it, and now, ever since then, people have had to either say, like, at the beginning, like, I'm not going to say I love you to anybody until the proposal, or they won't say that, and then they'll, you know, get in drama. But then it's also interesting because the people who say that now, because there's the expectation of, you know, the bachelor that did do it and now it's an option, when they go to hometowns, the people who do that and haven't said I love you, the, the parents will go, well, has he told you that he loves you yet? And the person will be like, no, he's not saying anything until he proposes. And then the family will be like, that doesn't sound like a real relationship to me. And it'll be like, but you're on the show. You're yeah. in the metaverse. That's so You're silly. in the metaverse. <laughs> You've got to deal with expectations. I own and this property. <laughs> there's this like weird like mismanagement also, of expectations. It's but amazing. that part is so fucking weird because imagine, okay, Will, imagine you go on the show. Yeah. Okay, and your parents, let's just say they've never, they don't even own a TV. What the fuck is, is The Bachelor? <laughs> okay. What is this? Like they don't know anything about it. Uh-huh. And then you come home with a fucking like team of people recording shit yeah and like getting you all like mic'd up and being in your fucking home like that's weird yeah. as fuck and then be like should i marry this this woman this man like like i don't fucking know you like that shit is so crazy well, i do feel like just old school parents in general just wouldn't be okay with it like mm-hmm. no definitely ev- everything i don't think any person any dad would be okay with like oh my my, my daughter's competing for you like yeah, you can have her. Hand, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, but, like, so that weird. kind of stuff. Like it's, it's just. But some, or a lot you're of the competing parents, like, for my daughter. Like, like take them as I like as family. Like they'll come in and like the whole thing. Like come to this like family thing. Like mm-hmm. are they calling them son? Like all this other bullshit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like. That, that's not the real family. It's fake. It's fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a cast okay. of family. Like, like I, I want to know like the, do they actually stay married after the fact of it? Rarely. Really? Like, Rarely. There's a, there's a few. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but there is a few. So it's possible. But, and also there's more that stay married or at least stay together from Bachelor in Paradise. Because I think it's just like a way less toxic, like, well, way less... I do think the Bachelor in Paradise kind of thing, like, I feel like you can get... I've given, I haven't seen any of them. Mm-hmm. But knowing what the description that you guys have said, like... You guys have said, like, Bachelor is, like, you go on dates, and then you, like, are separated from them, and, like, you do mm-hmm. that. Rather, it sounds like a Bachelor in Paradise is more, like, you get more alone time, like, yeah. I could pick to hang yeah. out with you and have more alone time and actually get to know you rather than, like, jump from girl to girl yeah, to girl yeah, yeah. to girl to girl to, like, yeah. no, so, it's and, and then you also have the trust factor of, like, I have to trust that you'll pick me at the end of the day, and, like, you have to trust that I'll pick you at the end of the day. Like, yeah. yeah. Once you get that sorted out and that figured out, like, I feel like that's way more positive than being like, oh, I trust you. You're not getting a rose kind no, of thing. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Like, exactly. And, to seeing, and to seeing people get, like, stabbed in the back. Like, mm-hmm. other girls, like, because I feel like the drama between it, there's girls that are like, 
oh, I'm definitely winning this. I'm definitely, like, uh-huh. he said this to me. He said this to me. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a rose. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like just the backstab, it's like, oh, any like, anyone could get it kind of thing. Yeah. Or what's really, I mean, everything's so weird about, like, The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but, like, group dates, like, there's group dates. Like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, it's super like, weird. And they all, like, run up to them. Yes. And, like, so jump on them. But then be, there's, like, a little crowd that yeah. falls behind them. Like, once there's, I don't know how it, like, it works fully mm-hmm. but like i just know i don't know if they like do they pick from the whole group or like it's whoever's last sometimes thing? it depends on the size of the group like what episode it is okay. so if there's a lot of people left they'll usually do two separate group dates and sometimes this is so weird so do you think like this opens the door to like the girls or the guys to, like uh what is it polygamy like like the okay to have multiple wives or multiple husbands kind of thing like at this point you're sharing one True. certain person so <laughs> that's like, the other thing so like you're getting used to it like yeah. that's that, the that thing opens the door to okaying it that's the thing and like that's you know Probably one of the things much. with the Susie argument was I, I mostly side with Susie in that especially because like during the argument Clayton just became super like uh during the second half of the argument Clayton just became super manipulative and like shitty and like yeah. he's he's really the worst <laughs> he's one of the worst leads like i've ever seen but um the thing with Susie is like you know she didn't tell him that before um fantasy suites happened so she went into it with the expectation that he just wouldn't and if he did then you know she was going to be done um which is like that expectation itself is okay um but it's interesting that she goes on this show where you have to let your partner date other people and then finds it unacceptable that the partner was intimate with other people. Yeah. It's very interesting. It is. I, I, I don't know. Like, just the fact that he was saying that, like, I love them. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, yeah, nobody's done that before. Like, nobody's said like, that to multiple people before. Said it, said it multiple times. Yeah. And well, yeah, what's his, what was his plan at that point? Like, well, the, the word I love you is really, like, I feel like to, like, guys, I don't know how girls think, so I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but I know that, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, like, you can get away with saying I love you to girls and then sleeping with them. Like, especially in that, that situation. Be why he said that. Yeah, because mm. you're, you're, in, you're in the final four. No one has said I love you unless it's, like, to, like, the proposal kind of thing. Yeah, and so they it's don't like, know, so Oh, I love you, and then... And, to his knowledge, everything that goes down in the room is super secretive. So, like, he could say it and he'll get away with it. Yeah, until someone fucking asks. Well, not, not necessarily. <laughs> he like, to, he, he was saying it during the recorded portions. Yeah. Like, he saying wasn't the saying... Time, like, he's gonna take one girl into the room uh-huh. and say it and, and sleep with them. Oh, I see And then yeah, the next yeah, time yeah. that girl goes, it's not like they're gonna watch that episode and see yeah. and hear what happened. Yeah. So, at the time, until Susie asked... If he was a good enough liar, if he was good enough on the spot, he'd be like, no, I didn't. And then, like... (laughs) then That would be wild, because he he would be crucified. Exactly, but it's like... I mean, he already is being crucified. He's gonna get crucified in general for saying it and, like, ruining the whole, like, bachelor, like, Mm -hmm. I love you thing, like, thing for people. Yeah, Yeah. and and the other thing was, so then, after that, so Susie self-eliminates, um... And, uh, yeah, Clayton, like, sends her home, technically, but, like, she set the boundary first, like, hey, if you did this, I'm going home. 
And then he was like, okay, I did this. And then she's like, okay, I'm going home. And then he was like, no, I'm sending you home because I don't like you anymore. <laughs> she felt like, it. He was like, I'm firing you before you can quit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then so. they go to the next rose ceremony where normally it would be the three women, two roses, and Clayton. But Susie's not there. And this all happens in the finale, which I haven't watched yet, but there's been a lot of like previews and I read a few things on Twitter earlier today. I just haven't had time to watch the breakdowns. Um, but... So it's just, um, what are their names? Gabby and Rachel, um, who are the other two. And before that, the host of the season, Jesse Palmer, who's a former Bachelor, who looks exactly like Clayton, which is hilarious. But all the Bachelors, uh, most of the Bachelors really look the same because they're all white men um, with beards. Um, and uh, so Jesse, before the rose ceremony, tells Clayton, hey... You should probably tell them everything that happened with Susie. And Clayton goes, okay. And he goes up at the rose ceremony and he goes, um, uh, Susie's not here. I was in love with all three of you and I was intimate with both of you. And they run off crying during like the final three, technically, rose Wait, ceremony. is it also like an expectation that like, I mean, I guess you could, you could still be upset about it, but, mm. like, in general, like, do they not find out until, like, everything is done, what happens at the suite? Like, I'm just confused. No one usually finds out what happens. Yeah, normally, it's really not spoken about. This is, like, okay. an anomaly of the show. Gotcha. Like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so... Like, there's literally a shot of Rachel. And all these people are fine now. Like, they were, like, hugging and smiling at the, you know, after the final rose. Rachel and Gabby were. So, like, they're cool now. And obviously, they're very unified by their disgust of Clayton. (laughs) Because, like, everybody from the season, like, dislikes Clayton. Which is really funny. But there's a shot of Rachel. Um, They do it at this, like, fancy location in Iceland? Some, Some Norwegian country i don't think iceland is norwegian but some like european country there's this like fancy location that they do it at so it's like this big building and rachel goes outside and lays down in a fetal position on the concrete stairs and it's like crying and you hear the audio it's like so dude i want to like like pass away when like more than two people see me crying like in a fetal position like having a full breakdown in front of like a fuck ton of people on the concrete stairs. I don't know because you never I feel see like <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying like, of course that you're you're not okay with like that. Like that'll kill you kind of thing. That like, but <laughs> they're literally fighting for a relationship on TV. No, I know. The worst I... thing is in them crying. Like <laughs> exactly. Like, the true. worst thing is them getting like I feel like getting played on television like. I love you, sleeps with him, I love you. No, I'm not thing. Like, trying to invalidate that. I'm just saying, like, that's tough. <laughs> no, it's all tough. That's yeah, the thing. this season sounds like it's rough. That's the, It's really rough. And uh, it, it's interesting because, one, because it's such a deviation of what's happened in the past. Like, there have been some messy seasons. There was a season before this of uh, this guy named Peter as The Bachelor that was kind of like the prototype for this season because he was another, oh, excuse me, he was another, uh, you know, very influenced by the producers, not emotionally intelligent whatsoever. Um, they cast a lot of, uh, or maybe not a lot of, but um, 
Yeah, yeah. They cast a, a generally younger cast mm-hmm. for his season, and so there were a lot of like moments where neither him nor the contestant would have any emotional uh, intelligence or maturity, and they would just have these like silly like high school arguments on national TV, and they're both like thirty years grown. old. They're grown. They're grown. Yeah, but uh, this season has really like been that, but to the extreme. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I really have an overarching point, but it's just a really fun show to observe. to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know, like, what kind of... I think I like watching shows that are either, like, really far beyond me or, like, Mm -hmm. realistic to me. Mm -hmm. And to that being a TV show, I don't think I would ever watch it because that's, like, far beyond me, but not that far. But it's also, like super unrealistic to me like i i've never met a girl i've never met like a guy that's been okay with like competing for a single girl like right and especially like nowadays i feel like the whole like feminist kind of thing is like growing up now like or Mm -hmm. like that motion's been in place especially like with our generation in like 2019 2020 like that whole thing that it's like all these girls are fighting for one guy it's like ah no what are we doing (laughs) like or, like, even with guys competing for one girl, like, I can never see myself, any of my friends, or anyone, like, looking at a girl and being like, oh, I'm gonna beat out 25 guys for her, and, like, and and not on, t- on top of that, like, I'm gonna fall madly in love with her. Yes. Like, that's Let's such see. a weird, like, relationship <laughs> origin story. No, yeah. yeah. I, I see that every single time I watch it, I'm like, okay, and then why, like, meet you, oh, this is our origin story, but, like, everyone's seen it, and, like, like, oh, let me just watch it back, you kissing 25 other bitches, like, absolutely not. Like, the insecurities wouldn't be real with them, like, Mm -hmm. cheating, because you definitely hear the same things over and over again, like, you hear the same things that I'm saying to you, to another girl, and, like, to this, and to that. Yeah, like, how much of it is genuine? Like, I, like, I wouldn't think that, like, even if I was chosen, be like, okay, tough, because even with the, like, three girls, like, in that position, you're, like, struggling to pick one. It's, like, damn, that was, like, it was me or the other two bitches. Like, that's right. tough. Like, you have to sit there and think about it. Like, if I'm, if we're that close to fucking getting engaged, I don't want you to be, like, okay, I love you so much, but, like, I'm still, ah, uh, which exactly. one do I pick? No, like, even, bro, fuck that. Even in a, like, healthy, I'm doing big air quotes for the podcast. And even in a healthy season, um, which the example I would give is like Michelle Young's season, which I think was the last Bachelorette. Um, it was just this amazing woman. Or well, there were back-to-back Bachelorette seasons that time. Uh, but I think it was the second one. So yeah, it was the the last Bachelorette. Um, this is amazing, incredible woman. Um, very emotionally intelligent. Um, like has her career. Like knows who she is, and uh, she was like not for the drama. Like. She eliminated the drama as fast as, you know, the producers let her and really focused on, like, actually building her connections. And by the end, she had these two guys, um, Nate and... I don't remember the other guy. Nate and Brandon. Nate and Brandon. You have a really good memory. I'm going to put that out there because I would not remember any of these, like, basic names that you've been saying. <laughs> Rachel, Gabby, well, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's no way. Nate is spelled with a Y, so I remembered that. Okay. It's like Nate. N-A-Y-T-E? No, no, no. N-A-T... 
Oh yeah, N A Y T E, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I just, I remember, that. I just I making that. sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how I remember <laughs> yeah. Brandon though. Um, but she has Nate and Brandon, and they're like different people, but she clearly has like an amazing connection with both of them, and she has to send one home. Like one of them gets to be her husband. Yeah. And one of them gets to be her friend. Or maybe not even that, if they don't want to, because they're heartbroken. And, like, that was how the season ended, was, like, because uh, she chose Nate, and they're very cute together, and I like them a lot. And I like Brandon, too. Um, but, like, there was a scene where, like, Brandon, you know, gets rejected, and he has to, like, they're on, like, a beach, and he has to, like, walk up these steps after being rejected. He has to, like, sulk off Fuck the walk of shame. <laughs> yes, the walk of shame. And they... Like, even when he gets up to the place where, like, the, the car is and, like, Michelle can't see him or anything, he, like, takes the ring and, like, chucks it. Damn. And he's, like, so upset. And he's, like, he's not really sobbing, but he's, like, you know... Uh, like in a heated ra- in rage. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, mad and sad and, like, a lot of emotions. Betrayed. Yeah. Um, and, like, all of that has to happen essentially yeah. unless it ends messier than that like that's the least so, messy yeah. it can end that's so tough so well, because imagine getting that far into the show and like because your connection with them is real like you're yeah thinking you're already you've been planned their life with with that like yeah with that person and then it just all like comes crashing for a fucking i can't that's so you, tough. you know it'd be like a cool concept for the bachelor or bachelorette mm would be like having the bachelor or bachelorette be like pansexual. Uh-huh. So they're not like in like like they won't do anything to the fact that like they're not attracted to you by like your looks but like about like you yourself kind of thing. Like Oh Yeah. Yes. So it yeah, makes yeah, them like yeah. get to know them rather than like have all these like ridiculously attractive girls and like guys right. honestly. Like it would have like just genuine good people and see how that <laughs> yeah. would turn off turn out to be yeah. like I feel like that'd be funny or <laughs> no that's that's the other thing is like all the people on the show have to like visually fit an aesthetic yeah, yeah and it's really like weird when like you know you see the cast and they all they all like look different because they're different people but there's nobody that has like you know uh uh uh, facial disfigurement or like uh, uh, bodily injury or like I mean frankly there's no fat people like or anything even close to it yeah. um, I remember uh, I think it was Katie's season which was the the two bachelorette seasons in a row it was the one before Michelle um, there was a dude who was like a dad um, and he was like you know a pretty fit looking guy but he just wasn't as fit as the rest of them. And the whole of, like, Bachelor Nation, that's so cringe. But <laughs> Bachelor Nation was like, oh, my God, I love his dad bod. And, like... His regular-ass body. Bro. His, his <laughs> regular-ass body. And, like, he wasn't, like, skinny, obviously. But he was not fat, like, by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, yeah, so there's just, like, a certain like, aesthetic. So he's just in shape, just doesn't have abs. Yes. Like, That's he looks like, it. he looks like, I don't know. I mean, he looks like my dad, but you guys don't know what my dad looks like. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, my dad is probably a little bit more muscular. My dad works out a lot. Anyway, back to The Bachelor. 
Um, I like how this podcast is just like a Bachelor recap of like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All telling us about how the Bachelor works. Really <laughs> catching us. But last thing on the Bachelor, the, I think the concept that is really the most interesting, and this is the overarching concept that I was thinking about earlier okay. that I lost, yes. is, um, you know, so many of the marriages don't work, and some of them do. Some of them like kind of do and then they separate and then they get back together or sometimes they'll separate and then they'll get together with another bachelor contestant like sometimes from the same season yeah so that's interesting i don't know if it's actually ever happened with the same season but definitely with like past seasons um yeah and uh i remember for matt james's season he ended the season with one girl with rachel um and that was like a whole whole other thing oh that was so interesting um, <laughs> but i'm gonna start looking at like bachelor recaps no well you have to tell us which ones like are worth watching if i ever come back on this podcast like, i watched the matt damon one like yeah, matt the, matt damon. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> the matt damon bachelor no so he ends he ends the show with this one girl named rachel but he doesn't propose to her he like says to her like i am choosing you but I don't feel like I'm ready to propose. You're Kane. And so, debatable. Not Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I have very mixed feelings about Matt. But I don't, like, hate him as a person. I think he's, like, you know, a nice guy. Um, Neutral. Uh, Neutral good. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the theme that I see in... The endings of the show and how the endings, you know, turn out most of the time is how much of a work in progress can your relationship be as you're getting married? Because the show, it only takes place over like a month and a half, two months, something like that. So by definition, and like so much of that time is like split between people, right? Yeah. So you're probably not even getting like a tenth of that, um, even if you end up winning. Um, So like every single relationship that that show like creates is a new relationship pretty much yeah but they why would they end it in like it has to be engagement like that's whoever made that is like so socially we all are like yeah a month and a half know each other marriage like that's well well, i do do feel like it has to end in marriage just because if you're literally fighting for a relationship someone exclusively yeah like it's it's hard because I feel like at one point everyone thinks they're dating them exclusively to a sense like yeah like, like that they're already dating them yeah mm-hmm. that's so weird though because I wouldn't consider myself dating someone until I knew well I don't know personally like it, my shit would have to be exclusive like I wouldn't be like oh yeah oh like right yeah yeah because I don't know everyone has like different yeah right <laughs> like the first time that they get to be exclusive is when they're married yeah which is not normal. Yeah. Well, there's, isn't there a show like, it's like Married at First Sight or something? That's a yes, thing. Yeah, but I think that. that's fake. And I think that you do it for like, uh, I don't know. I've seen, because I know there was an episode oh, with like, uh, someone did it to get like, uh, <sighs> to become a citizen of the uh, USA oh. kind of thing. Like, for their citizenship? Well, you know, <laughs> what was the guy... Big Nick or something? Oh, no. What was the uh, guy that uh, lived in San Diego? Uh, Ed? Yeah, Big Ed. Big Ed? 
thing is, like, oh, show. that's, um... What the fuck is that called? I don't know what that's called. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, shit. It's like a, but he has a wife in, like, Thailand or, like, the Philippines, Philippines or, yeah. or something, like... What the fuck is that show? I don't, I don't know, know what it's I called, know but I know exactly what you're talking about. That well, show is fucked up, too. Well, like, that kind of stuff, like, where he's just getting used to a sense of, like, and if he gets married, it's just for, like, citizenship, like... And it shows that they have this relationship and, like, it's a game show or, like, it's a show that, like, does this. So it's, like, perfectly legal for them to get married. Right. 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Yes. And I feel like that one is literally just for people to get... That show's fucked up. It's Like, every single part of that show's fucked up. Like, that... (laughs) The Bachelor, like, like I was saying earlier, has this air of, like, oh, this is normal. Like, this is, you know, fine. 90 Day Fiance is just like, this shit it is crazy. Every, well, it's a fucking TLC show. Every TLC right. show, like, crosses every line yeah. possible. Yeah. That's so tough. In conclusion, we're going to watch the recaps. <laughs> In conclusion, yeah. I'm going to provide a, a recommendation list in the description of this week's podcast. And sure. everybody should watch that. Minutes, yeah. For those interested, I would suggest watching recaps of... Uh, Hannah Brown's season first, then probably going to Matt James's season. Uh, you could do Claire Crawley's season, uh, which has a big twist in it that's also unusual for a Bachelor season. Um, then I would go to Clayton's season, and I wouldn't really recommend Peter's season. I wouldn't really recommend um, Katie's season. Um, Michelle's season is pretty good. Michelle's season is is very wholesome. Um, so those are those are my recommendations. And for channels that you should go to on YouTube, I recommend Bachelor Fan Take, um, which is very uh, it's like focused on the show, and it's just very informational, a little bit of humor, but mostly just recapping what's interesting about each episode. Um, and then there's also a channel that I like called Wit and Rye. Uh, which are these uh, two wonderful southern ladies who watch the show and give more of a, a, a on-the-spot reaction to it. Um, and I very much enjoy both of those channels, and I believe they've done all of those seasons. So you could go to either of them for either of those. There you go. Just in a form of a podcast. <laughs> As if you didn't see everything go down. <laughs> Bailey, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) We said before we started recording that it was like couples therapy because PK and Bailey are sitting on a bed side by side and I'm sitting across from them on a separate chair. We're also like four feet apart, so it's like we don't like each other. (laughs) Exactly. Like this, that's like Drew. Like unprovoked, you just have the brain. Boom, roasted, got your ass. Damn, the short jokes just keep coming. Yeah, sure. uh... They're laughing together. We're making progress. <laughs> we were we were really drunk at a bar, and we were literally just roasting each other. Like we're sitting in a circle, and I'm telling you, if you were part of the circle, anyone could get it. Like uh-huh. we didn't need to know you. We didn't need to like we were roasting other guys. I was on the bar, and then we would always end it like boom, roasted, got your ass. <laughs> it was the funniest was so thing. Funny. Because it was really out of pocket stuff. Like, what did Dakota say to your Allie? He like, he, like. Who the fuck is Dakota? The other scribe, the one that Ashley was talking to. 
He told Ali. Ali said that he was she was a CNA, which I have no idea what that is. And he goes, "Damn, get you, you better level up." Boom, roasted. <laughs> like completely roasted her career choice. <laughs> but back to the world events. <laughs> back to the world events. Like, how do you guys feel about the Russia-Ukraine war? That's what I was thinking about, but I. Me too. I had something like very specific, and I've totally forgotten it. Oh, I saw some. Go ahead. You're going to say something? Oh, I'll, I'll, like, if you don't touch it, I'll, like, touch on it. Go okay, ahead. well, um... You'll forget yours. Yeah, facts. Um, my friend Camila put on her story, I don't know if it was, like, from TikTok or if she recorded it, but it was some shit on the news, and it was, like, this guy talking about fucking Ukraine and just, like, the whole situation, mm-hmm. and he was like, we wouldn't expect something, like... I, I don't know what he was saying exactly no, I know to quote him, but it was basically like the subconscious shit that he was expelling was giving, um, like it doesn't have value if it's not European or Eurocentric and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. like just discounting the value of everyone's lives because of like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I have to, I have to find the clip. Well, but, he, do you know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah. Yeah. He came on the air and there are multiple people who did this. Um, all like white news anchors or news reporters um, who would come on there and they would say something along the lines of um, sometimes it wouldn't be this explicit but with that guy, the dude with like the gray hair, like the kind of gray spiky hair Guy Fury? Mm, No, Guy Fury (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from Dungeons, Drives and Dives, his take on Fury (laughs) Guy Fury Like Fox News or something (laughs) It was just the fact that gray spiky hair Go ahead, go ahead that's the thing is that it wasn't even on like Fox News. Like this is on like news outlets that are considered like liberal. Often. Mm-hmm. They would come on and they would say, you know, it's very shocking that this war is happening in Ukraine because the people there, they have blonde hair and blue eyes. That's a, uh, that's a real quote. That's a uh, correct uh, quote. They have blonde uh, hair and blue fuck? eyes. They look just like us and you wouldn't expect it to happen to them. Um, Okay, and I think one one Why person would you say that out loud. What the fuck? And I think one person even said like, um, you know, this often happens in like the Middle East, but it's almost never happened in Europe, which is also not true because Europe, for most it's of history, has been at war with like, itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That too. The biggest portion of war for us is like exactly. established in Europe, and so uh, like the um, just the media coverage has been incredibly disproportionate and then there's the people who will like say it out loud um that's so horrible yeah it's crazy um i don't know enough about it i like need to read up on shit like i've just Mm -hmm. been so like not i haven't read the news or like watched the news or any anything like that in like a minute (laughs) well i can't say like i've seen and this war is like it's such an anomaly to, like, our generation, of course. Because like, in our time, like, we haven't really seen war like that. Like, the Russia-Ukraine war, like, of course, we were, we were like, stationed. The United States was in the Middle East, but it was never, like, taking over territories, taking over land. Like, mm, well, it was, well, but, like, not as big. It wasn't taking over in the sense that, like, we would, like, establish them as, like, a colony or anything. But we killed, like, eight... 600,000 people in Iraq? Just in Iraq. Yeah. Um, I guess taking over wasn't, like, the right word. mm -hmm. But it wasn't like we were blitzkrieging them 
out the ass and like mm-hmm. bombing things right right from the gate. Which again, we were. We were. <laughs> yeah. We were. Well, I'm, that's the thing is that we didn't know. Like no news outlet was reporting that we killed six hundred thousand people in Iraq. Well, it's like different because the Middle East is such isn't established like media wise like. They aren't, mm-hmm. they're a third world country. Mm-hmm. Ukraine is. Well, that's the thing though. You know what, you, do, like, okay, so you know where the, the term third world, third world country comes from? Latin? It, it, what? <laughs> Nothing, go ahead. <laughs> it, sorry, com- sorry. it comes from the Cold War. Yeah. So in the Cold War, the first world countries were, I think, US and the USSR. And then the second world countries were countries that were allied with them. Mm-hmm. And then th- the third third world countries were countries that were not allied with any of the powers. That's where that word comes from. But over time, we've started to use it um, as essentially just poor countries. Like the poverty. Yeah, exactly. Which is never really what it meant, but it's what people started using it for. And the thing is, like, you know, it doesn't really... uh, Ooh, all of my, like, media and journalism uh, uh, facts are jumping out because... That's a whole thing with, like, war and, like, journalism. But even if the media in the Middle East wasn't established, which I have, frankly, no idea if it was or not, the media here was. And the media here is covering Ukraine day and night. The media here was not covering Iraq, Afghanistan day and night whatsoever. But, that's but because to rebuttal that statement... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. Like, I just, with most of the media being, like... Or a fat chunk of it being very, like, propaganda-ish. Like, we can't... Like, Americans aren't gonna shit on themselves. Like, my dad is a fucking prime example. Like, he, like, will never say America did anything bad ever. Or if they did, like, it would be like, well, it was to establish this, and this is what happened after that. But it's like, even our fucking history books isn't saying what actually happened. Like, oh, when we you know, took over the Philippines and stuff, like, oh, that was a peaceful thing. No, the fuck it wasn't. They killed a fuck mm-hmm. ton of people. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it's shit, certain shit isn't covered because of, we don't want all of America to hate America because of the shit that we've done and yeah. keep doing. Like, well, if it's so, our violence, we're going to cover it up. Well, so, I had a history teacher, which I can't remember their name of, I don't know why, but it's going past me. And he, and he sat there and told me, and one, I used to suck at history, but uh-huh. he sat there and said, he like looked at me and was like, don't believe what you read in this textbook. Like, do your own research. Like, this right here is what our perspective is. And it's yes. not like, it's not like the world's perspective on something. It wasn't like we went to different countries and got their perspective and put it all in this history book. It's what we think it is. So there's a lot of cover-ups. There's a lot of like shifting blame to it. Like, don't mm-hmm. believe everything you read in this book. Mm-hmm. But... Back to the the whole world thing and, like, the media thing, too. I felt like the whole Middle East, like, again, like, you're saying that we're not going to shit on ourselves kind of thing, but the Middle East, ever since 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we're coming, we're coming at you with no, non-stop kind of thing. Like, it was justification. It was justification because, right. because of the whole, like, 9-11, and then you have, like, the 9-11 conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff, but... The Middle East has always been, like, since that date, has always been an enemy in any true, quote-unquote, true American's eyes. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, that's the Taliban. So they don't value people's lives in the Middle East because of 
Because of patriotism? Yeah, because it's like, oh, that country came and took us, and, like, that country is, is third world country. They're just Taliban that run it. Like, Taliban run the Middle East. That's what any American would say. Like, any right. Marine, any, any like, full-blown ranger, special ops kind of person would say it. Right. Real Americans are racist. Yeah. Like, and Islamophobic. Exactly. Like, and that, globalist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the right word. But our oh 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 nationalists nationalists yeah thank you uh, shout out my dad <laughs> and, and colonialists that's yeah like that's where that comes from like and I do think since we didn't get a lot of coverage in the Middle East like we got like our you would hear about it every once in a while like you mm-hmm. would we would know what's going on from like different news shows different like Fox CNN kind of thing again mm-hmm. like videos on the internet like you said like that's that like. But with Ukraine having a media, with Russia getting hacked by, like, Anonymous and, like, all that kind of stuff, like, mm-hmm. more medias, more, like, video and war tape has been filing out and, like, looking looking upon yes. that thing. Like, so it's more, it's like, like it's more, like, in our face. Like, even, yes. even our generation, like, the people from Ukraine, the kids from Russia, like, high officials, children are against this war and that's yeah. why and that's why this makes it such an anomaly because usually if I feel like if the United States is like oh let's go fucking invade Mexico mm-hmm. right now there would be there would be a lot of us that would stand against it but again there would be a lot of us probably more than us that stand against it that are for it kind of deal and and so it's rare to see a whole country's generation side like say yeah. we don't want this like why is this happening? Rather, when their government that's supposed to be representing them, is supposed to be doing all this, is pushing straight to the fact, like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what you think. We're doing yes. this and doing it how I want to do it. Yeah. I love how you brought up the amount of footage that we're seeing. Because in the 70s, when the Vietnam War was happening, TV was kind of just coming into its own. Mm. And, like, CNN was being formed, uh, NBC was being formed, all that stuff. Um, and the Vietnam War was the first war that Americans could see on their TV. And there was a lot of journalists who went into Vietnam and were right alongside the soldiers getting yeah. on the ground footage. Um, and these were American journalists because they were just excited about this new field and TV and the possibility to do this and to show Americans what was actually happening. And then they did that. And then Americans saw that there were, like, war crimes, like, torture, um, unbelievably terrible treatment of civilians caught in crossfire or just literally, like, villages being burned down, peaceful villages being burned down. And also, like, Americans, like, losing because they lost. Um, And, like, the footage, you know, is, like, you know, one side of it is, like, Americans doing terrible things. And then the other side of it is, like, Americans, like, getting killed. Like, because they... Like, getting killed gnarly, like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Exactly. And so after that, America was like, hey... Oh, and that's the other thing is, like, you know, we think about, oh, we're so progressive now, but when all that footage was being shown in the 70s, 50 years ago, much less progressive than now, um, and also, like, late 60s, so, like, coming off of the Mm -hmm. 60s, um, people hated the Vietnam War. And there were obviously, like, you know, people who um, uh, were with it and were just, you know, typical, true Americans. 
um, like we were talking about, but like there was a huge anti-war movement because yeah, of that footage. Yeah. And after that, like we have always had the capability to get that much footage of war. We actively stopped doing it yeah. with the wars in the Middle East. Well, wasn't the et cetera, et cetera. Wasn't the reasoning behind not getting footage was because that like they didn't want journalism like civilians getting caught in crossfire or something like that like mm. because wasn't there a lot of journalist journalists that like went to Vietnam that died in a lot of that like jungle warfare for this like footage and all that kind of stuff and that was partially the reason why they wanted uh, it's more like a cover like that was their excuse to say yes because now there's journalists in Ukraine yeah you see what I'm saying but isn't the Ukraine one I just think it's weird because I know Ukraine is they did their draft and there's mm -hmm. people from America flying to Ukraine mm -hmm. to support them and to be in the draft again for them like enlisting for Ukraine and to fight that war mm -hmm. which is very odd to me because Americans that are very like patriot like I want to help this thing like I feel like that patriot side is like this is my territory, like, I want to defend this, mm -hmm. to go to a completely foreign land, and to defend a foreign land, it's, like, very strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're white. I yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the newscasters were saying, you know? They look yeah. like us. They got blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. But the other thing, I just learned about this, like, a little bit ago, and I, it's a, a very interesting fact. In the, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 80s, some, sometime where, like, magazines were, like, in black and white. Um, the There was a war in Africa. I don't know which country. Um, but I believe it was a country that was trying to become independent of uh, their colonial ties. I think it was, like, France. France, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. And there were... A, group of black Americans, I think it was like a thousand, two thousand, something like that, who wanted to go and fight for the African country, the U.S. would not allow them to fly out. Like, uh, they just didn't let them. I think they actually threatened to arrest them if they tried. So it's very interesting. The But was um, that before, like, the whole, like, equality movement? Mm, well, it was after the Civil Rights Act, certainly. Yeah. Damn, I hate it. I feel like I saw that so much on, like, season one. Like, every, we talk about shit, and I'd be like, damn, I hate it here. <laughs> well, just with, like, the whole media coverage and stuff, too. Like, people not giving a fuck until they see it. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing with George Floyd. Like, Black Lives Matter was not a new movement. Like, it yeah. wasn't, oh, George Floyd died, and now people are like, like, black people are getting killed on the streets. Like, that's not a new concept. Like, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland. Like, that shit has been happening. There's not videos of it. If there was a video of a black kid getting shot, I, I guarantee more people would give a fuck. But, like, it's it's that, and then, um, fuck, was the other thing? Is it crazy that? that there is videos of that? Yeah, there is. And people <laughs> truly is. just do not give a fuck about it? Like, it was, it was... Yeah, isn't, there's definitely videos yeah. from... I mean, even you said, Tamir yeah. Rice, right? He was, like, the 12-year-old kid who, like, got shot in the drive-by, essentially, by the police. There's video of that. It's literally to the fact of... George Floyd was, like, the pushing point of it. And I do think it helped... That it was during, like, the whole COVID, like... When people were... When people couldn't do anything mm -hmm. except see this. Mm -hmm. yes. And then, like, that... People getting, like, so frustrated at that point and was... And also, like, not distracted by everyday life kind of thing. Right. Was, like, we need to stand. Like, this, we're sick of this. Like, we need to stand up for this. Like, mm -hmm. 
for that movement. Like, I, I truly do hope that the, or I truly do think that the, the quarantine helped that because it was yeah. right, it was right in the midst of, of like where everyone was supposed to be quarantining and all that kind of stuff. That's why malls were empty. Everyone was gone. Like, it was just, it was just, um, marching down the streets kind of thing. Like, right. it was open. Like, it was during like the second wave of COVID. Yeah. So it was like a very open space, and like very prime time to do it to get everyone's notice because it was like nothing else is happening in the world right now except for yeah. COVID. So yeah. this is a good distraction off of it. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think that's why it got so much media press off yeah. of it because it was like mm-hmm. something that we can report other than COVID, which is mm-hmm. like sucks to say, but that was like how I like why it did have like it had more of an impact than like a twelve year old boy like fucking someone driving home like shit like that. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's equally like fucked, but it was more. I don't know. It was like more impactful because of the timing it was yeah. happening because of the circumstance. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and like yeah. I think that also explains like why, uh, so many people have forgotten about it already, because we've like again big air quotes gone back to normal um if if we were outraged about george floyd and about racially motivated police killings because we had as a country we had like uh and i guess as white america specifically had like basic empathy and like cared about people especially from different racial groups it would be an ongoing thing but because we only cared about it because we weren't doing, literally we weren't doing shit else. Yeah. And we were just like, might as well do something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I hate to say it because I know it's not a new movement. I know it's not like that thing, but at that time it was a trend. Yeah, totally. It was people not having anything else to do except for like having the excuse to protest. And it's a good excuse. Like it got the attention it needed, but for that short period of time, like, police, like, racially killing, racially killing sprees right now, like, that police do are, like, still going on to this day, like, Mm -hmm. like, and nothing has changed about it, like, there's no more marching, there's no more, from the police, that's just not on social media right now, like, Mm -hmm. like, it was for maybe, like, seven months, like, it was only during the quarantine where it was, like, that is, what are, like, focus was on like now the new trend is the ukraine russia war like that's the new one that like now everyone's like stop stop the ukraine like like we support ukraine like not just that like you had professional athletes backing blm not saying they still don't but now those same professional athletes are wearing ukraine colored flags or like yeah having the ukraine colors on them like you can look out this window and there's a crane with the ukraine colors on it right here like right it's like that's the trend like we want people to know that we support Ukraine rather than them not know that we don't kind of thing. And they're like, right. It's just, it's just crazy to think that these big movements go in waves. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I know in Minneapolis, they defunded their police. Like barely, right? No, they did completely. Okay. They like did completely, which is the first step. Uh huh. But then no official like back, back their word on it. Uh huh. And like, put money out and so that from Minneapolis went from like in the crime rate to like fairly low to the number one place in the United States that has the highest crime rates 
mm-hmm. because of them defunding the police, which is like... Mm-hmm. They didn't... I guess it depends on the I city, but I was going to say, like, there's other cities that have done that in the past, like, like pre-2020 defunded their shit and, like, didn't... Yeah. It's also, just, like, over, like, years and years and years of, like, sociology, the field of sociology, like, studying what crime is and why crime happens... There's never been a correlation, and if so, there's been a positive correlation of money into the police budget versus crime. So there's either no correlation, or the more money that goes in, the more crime there is. Yeah. Because police, what they essentially do is they report crime. They don't stop crime, but they report it. Yeah. So if there's more police, you get more reports of crime, yeah. more surveillance, essentially. But what um, has been found to have a consistent like positive and negative, uh, well, I guess it's a positive, but like if it goes up, crime goes up and if it goes down crime goes down is material conditions like wealth uh housing stability food stability well i think that's what the thing was 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 they defunded the police but they didn't like they didn't like throw that fund into like their mm-hmm. avenues of like education like like house stuff like food stamps housing thing. yeah uh-huh. like they didn't throw any of that anywhere so it was like oh we're still giving you the same conditions like we we defunded right. the police like you asked but there's the solution was never there right kind yeah. of thing and so they just that's didn't like allocate the money to yeah. anyone who I, needed it I still don't think they sense. defunded the police I mean they might have I know they defunded uh, it might it, like, not have been all the way a little bit yeah but I mean I remember um I also might have said the wrong, wrong city uh-huh. dating it <laughs> I mean honestly I don't think any so, American city uh, uh, aside from like some cities in like Oregon, you know, where it's like, like a Oregon's city. just a Oregon's different Oregon's a wild, wild west in general. Exactly. I don't even want to talk about Oregon. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to Oregon, talk about Oregon. Crazy, I don't right? want to talk about Oregon either. <laughs> uh, they legalized like meth or something. They legalized yeah. everything. Yeah, like all yeah. hard drugs and like yeah, which is good. I hundred percent agree with that. Really? Criminalizing drugs doesn't do it. I like criminalizing, but like. Well, it's just crazy to hear. Like, but <laughs> criminalizing something is having it be illegal. Like, if something is illegal, it's criminalized. Yeah. So, when they made it legal, they decriminalized it. Which is better. It's better than locking someone up for their drug issue instead of, like... But if they get caught with it, like, what's the... Is there any repercussion of it? Like, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't studied that law specifically, but I think it's just everybody's cool. Now, well, if you were, everyone's fucking having a great time. Everyone's, <laughs> everybody's Every, doing great. Everyone's fucking gnarly, bro. <laughs> it's just a thing, like, because I went to West Virginia for like a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, context: My sister used to go to school out there, so okay. I went and was helping her move and was out there for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard of a like an EMT law out there, which mm-hmm. is you get three strikes because mm-hmm. Marshall is like, I don't know if the city's actually called Marshall, but it's like where Marshall University is. Mm-hmm. And then that's where like the whole opioid okay, yeah, like thing happened. Like their big thing happened there. So you have people out there like walking around like zombies because they're, they're all like gone. They're done. Right. Like, and so there's an EMT law out there. So like if you overdose, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll bring you back to life twice. The third time, that's rough. What really? the fuck? Interesting. That's crazy. Like, you just have an addiction and like, oh, that's tough. We're just gonna let you die. What the fuck? Well, well they would <laughs> do it. They would do it and then have them like help them find help. Right. But 
I don't think so you guys not, understand. Like, I don't, resources. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think you understand that. It's like West Virginia isn't like around here. Like it's very small towns. Like yeah, it's rural. Yeah, it's very small. It's very like ghetto, pretty much. Like okay, like if you would go to Charleston, which is the capital, and that's mm-hmm. where I was staying at. I was staying in Hurricane, but my sister went to school in Charleston, so mm-hmm. we would go there all the time. Like, half those towns, half those, like, houses in the capital are, like, burned down. Like, like very much, like, ghetto. Like, poverty-level kind of houses. And so, when you'd go to an even, like, worse place, they would have, like, less people, and then they, would, they couldn't, like, have resources no. out to ask about it. So, it would be, like, I have to pick you or him... Yeah. And you 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 overdose all the time. Like, mm. I I don't know. I feel like it's a picking thing, and it's such a weird thing that I've seen that that's real. No, that's just crazy. Yeah. And so that's how I feel like that's why it's hard to for me to think. I don't think people should go to jail for drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, because like that's an addiction that I feel like anyone could get put into. It, like yeah, right. Due to cir- certain circumstances, but I do feel like it shouldn't be okay for them. Like, you should have them find help. Like, if they get yeah. out with, like, meth and all that. I don't know if oh, Oregon does yeah. that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Oregon doesn't just, like, let you do something. Like, they'll... What? I mean, I don't know exactly how it works. I'd, I'd imagine, like... Oh, yeah. Bailey, look it up. <laughs> have you seen those videos of, like, like the uh, constitutionists? Like, they, like, walk with police, like, am I detained? Am I detained? Oh. Like, imagine. Uh, have I done anything against the law? Like, imagine yeah, them, like, meth, people doing meth, like, shooting every part of the cop, like, are also. Like, hey, you need help. They're like, am I being detained? What did I do against the law? Okay. Bailey's got the info. Um, in Oregon, overwhelmingly passed measure 110 that makes possession of small amounts of cocaine, heroin, LSD, meth, and, uh, among other drugs, punishable by a civil citation. Um, similar to a parking ticket and a hundred dollar fine that fee can get waived if you get a health screening from a recovery hotline oh. so see I like that yeah I don't I don't know how much I like it with a hotline kind of thing but mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that they're like trying to help <laughs> they're people. like check on you <laughs> yeah I mean I'd imagine a hotline it's like what What do you call it or what was it what was it called it's a screening. medical screening hotline yeah. I'd imagine that would like refer people to like yeah. rehab or other facilities like that I, like I would that hope like, at least I like that it's like so, has to do with money kind of thing like rather than like time of your life in jail for something like whatever right. like because if you also find them money like oh. it gives them less money to spend on drugs uh huh yeah okay <laughs> So, um, so all the heroin, coke, meth, other drugs, blah, 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 those are still against the law, um, for, like, selling them, but possession is now a civil, not criminal violation that may result in a fine or court-ordered therapy, not jail. Nice. Court-ordered therapy. So it, like, instead of catching someone with drugs and like a very like harmful addiction and walking them up and being like have fun with the withdrawals in fucking prison yeah like it's like hey caught you with this drug you need help here you go like 
people yeah. that order therapy. That makes like the fact that like monkey ass brain, bro. Like how did we just now in twenty eighteen <laughs> in twenty back in twenty eighteen be like, hmm, how do we actually help people with their drug problem? Like right. jail. Who <laughs> said <laughs> that was a good idea? I can't. But you think that like that's still all of the United States except for Oregon. Mm-hmm. So and it's dumb. Monkey, monkey brain. Everyone has monkey brain. It's also <laughs> interesting because, like, in that law, it's the, um, there's a, a, an acknowledgement that prison doesn't help people with addictions. And, like, that makes sense because, like, why would it? Like, why would it? But because it's still uh, locking up the people who are dealing drugs, it, at the same time that it acknowledges that prison can't help people who have addictions... It doesn't acknowledge the fact that prison can't help people who are doing illegal things for money. Because, like, out of a hundred drug dealers, how many of them are, like, doing it because they're evil and they want to see their community, like, die off? Yeah. Or, like, get addicted to shit. Like, but I do feel less like, than one. I do feel like it's, like, it's a little worse if you're selling, like, meth or, like, coke or, like, maybe not coke, because I don't know if coke is, like, heavily addictive. It is. Okay, well, then Coke and all that kind of stuff just because it's, like, they're unconsciously, like, they see the money and they're, like, oh, I'm doing this because it pays me well. Right. It's, I'm, even though it, what I, I could be selling you meth and Mm -hmm. then you can be going around, like, shooting up and that ruins your absolute life. Like, it doesn't help your community. It doesn't help anything. Yeah. I don't think their intention is to ruin the community and to do all that, but I do feel like it is happening. It is. But then the solution to that, because if you're sending them to prison, you're, you're treating them as if it was their intention. Yeah. Because you're saying, we have to take you out of the community because, not because you're just doing harm, but because, like, you're... Enabling it. Enabling it. Like, your mindset is, like, harmful. And that's why we're putting you in prison, as opposed to rehabilitating you. Right. Because if, if they could acknowledge that people can, you know, do bad things without being a person that likes doing bad things because they're bad, then we would do rehabilitation instead of prison. Yeah. But instead we do prison. We also do prison because we are legally allowed to enslave people in prison. And then we get free labor. Yeah. And America loves some slave labor. So. Yeah. Well, so, fun fun fact, where I work, mm-hmm. I haven't personally been there, but we they go to a place somewhere near, Tuc- somewhere near Tucson, and they do, like, they, like, break down these, like, parts, airplane parts to ascend, mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, my, like, lead was telling me that it's literally just prison workers because they get, like, a good deal on on how many people they can get and they don't have to pay them like the right, the truthful price about it like exactly and so like expect like mistakes on paperwork or ex- expect like this because like they're getting paid like 15 cents kind of deal like, Bruh, they would there you go isn't they that insane would because they have I let me not let me not anyways there you go but, like but I also do I also like, know <laughs> so in California there was remember the big wildfires every year so I have a cousin that is in prison and he is on there on the prison hotshot team uh huh oh <laughs> which, yeah. yeah which yeah. so he was he was part of the group of prisoners that was like building or like 
digging trenches and cutting down cutting down trees and doing all that stuff like mm. I haven't talked to him in a long time but I don't know how like the pay is or whatever but I know that like he was doing that and then I got like a picture of him from cause they were stationed in, like they were stationed in Southern California like just past LA or just in LA mm-hmm. and they were staying in a hotel room and so I did think it was funny that I got a picture of them and like with tequila bottles and all that kind of stuff like, <laughs> before and like having a good time out there but in my head I'm like there's people making money off this. Like, like yeah. there's people that have this full-time hotshot deal, like fire season. Like, that's all they're doing is hotshots. And if you don't know what hotshots are, like, they're not firefighters. They strictly do wildfires. They, they'll, like, go contain it. Like, they'll dig trenches. They'll cut trees down. They'll get rid of, like, all the – everything that can catch on fire, like, dry, dry fuel and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, they do that. And so – there's people that make money, money off this stuff. And I just feel like it's weird to have him risk his life and, like, not do, not get the same benefits as them, even though, just because he made a mistake in life. No, yeah, it's fucked. Exactly. Slave labor. No, it literally is. Yeah. Like, because of the 13th Amendment, it's like, you know, we're ending slavery, but, but not in prison. Yeah. So, like, the literal language of the bill is, like, you can be enslaved if you're in prison. And that we still have that. There is, like, a big thing of, like, uh... Bailey's doing a thumbs down. There's a big thing of, like, getting rid of the 13th Amendment. Or there used to be. I don't know if... Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it still is right now, but, like... It's just crazy to think that, like... How that's, like, still an okay thing to do. Yeah. Agreed. I think slavery is bad. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just laying it out there yeah <laughs> would be like well actually well actually, <laughs> actually oh, you slavery your isn't bad because guys not every slave owner was mean <laughs> oh my god I forgot about that I need to find the fucking oh. record or like it's literally my fucking snapchat memories like of being like okay but listen like <laughs> Okay. I mean Rachel, guys. It's Sorry, like, Rachel. Oh. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel and Steve. Rachel and Steve. That <laughs> handful that was part of the Underground Railroad. Like, <laughs> I just cannot, yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good podcast for today. From I think we've gone like more than two hours. Yeah, we've got two hours and five minutes. Um, what I was going to say before was I was really happy that I feel like this was like I haven't listened to all your guys' podcasts, but I was like, wow, capitalism hasn't came up yet. Nice. (laughs) You brought up Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were bound to get there eventually. I I had to bring it up at the end portion of it, because I was like, well, I was like, capitalism hasn't come up yet. Like, we were talking about The Bachelor. (laughs) What did you say last podcast? Hot girls always talk about capitalism. Yeah, I was like, fuck capitalism. <laughs> You're part of the hot girls. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I was like, might as well. Hell yeah. That's why, that's why at one point I was like, it's like, oh, we haven't talked to... Yeah. What? I was like, oh, I was like I yeah, like right, it. I'll, I wait, like I'll it. wait a second. I like it. Does, it does tie into everything. It does. Like, we talked about capitalism. <laughs> no, we did, because like... We did. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh. Like, without <laughs> even having to bring up the word, it's fuck cap. The underlying theme is fuck capitalism. To some degree. Or fuck America and nationalist. Fuck that shit. I just love how it went from, like, very, like, recap on every bachelor season. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I was thinking that when you started, started talking about Ukraine or, like, well, fucking uh, George Floyd, I was like, we were just talking about fucking Matt James. Like, I can't. Matt Damon. <laughs> we were just talking about Matt, Matt Damon, Damon on The Bachelor. Right. I was sitting here, we were talking about I was like, wow, like, let's talk about world events. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, I'm fucking ready. Yeah, yeah. Right I was sitting here, I was I like, I was like, let's not have an hour and a half podcast of just the bachelorette <laughs> but i like the transitions were like flawless too since it was just like bachelorette ukraine middle east vietnam slaves. <laughs> and tie it with the bow with fuck capitalism at the end and time <laughs> actually it's funny i didn't even get to the um point that i was excited about because i remembered it i remembered the point which was that, this is kind of separate from, I'll make this quick because we've already, two hours and five minutes. But this is kind of separate from the, like, media coverage of it. Because obviously that makes things different too. But I feel like uh, there was a lot of discourse at first. I mean, I guess it was just mostly on Twitter, which I like going on Twitter and reading things. So there was That's a lot discourse. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's discourse yeah. about making jokes about Ukraine. Um, and I... Uh, I'm not going to take any specific position on that because humor is such a, like, weird thing for humans to explore. And, like, humor about, like, real events is such a, like, weird thing. But I feel like a lot of international folks were really on the side of, like, you shouldn't make jokes about this. Like, that's not okay. Like, you're a bad person if you make jokes about Ukraine. And a lot of people in America were like, dude, I'm going to make jokes about it. Like, what are you talking about? And I feel like that is... Be- and also, you know, this on Twitter, it's mostly young people doing I don't know. these discussions. I don't have social media. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, young people, okay. synonymous. Um, I feel like for Americans, especially American young people, especially American young people, I think American older people might be more aligned with international people in this, but American young people, like, have never seen their country as a country that, like, works for them. Like, works for them. Like, gives them benefits. Like, gives them a good standard of living, etc., etc. And so when we see international events, it's way harder for us to be invested in it, like, with our country. As opposed to people in Europe and people in other countries where they actually have a strong sense of... um, Not necessarily nationalism. nationalism. Yeah, nationalism, uh, patriotism... There can be good versions of those, and some European countries kind of have them, even though most of them ignore colonization, but that's another thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but I feel like people in America, like young people in America, really do not have a sense that like they are Americans, and that <laughs> they should care about like international things that are happening with America just because they live there. So that was, that was the thing that I was thinking about earlier. I feel like it's weird to state that like, like, I'm American, like, I am American, but, like, if anyone asked me, like, what's, yeah, like, if anyone was, like, what's your ethnicity, what's this, what's that, like, there'd be a handful of people, there's no one in this world that'd be, like, oh, I'm, I'm 100%, like, you have Native Americans, like, you have those, like, strictly, like, born and raised, like, on this, like, 
continent of a land kind of yeah. thing. And then yeah. everyone else here is like, oh, I'm 25% Italian, 25% this, 25% this. Like, <laughs> right. Like, they're like all these different things, and that's all Europe country. So it's like, no one here has like the the culture, the roots of here, except for like the true Native Americans. Like, like you can have people that are like born and raised here like through generations, mm-hmm. but that generation stops at one point and starts in a whole different country. So yeah. like, cultural right, values yeah. are lost somewhere in the mix of it and it's like it's like this big thing of like i like italians are so prideful to be italian mm-hmm. like countries outside of america like they're so prideful like they would they would kill like for their country like they're actually prideful when you have americans that are like yeah ah, like give me a big mac kind of thing like <laughs> it's, exactly it's like hard to be because i feel like Make if the roots aren't there. No yeah. one has them. Like, because mm-hmm. even like, because my fucking my dad is white, and like when people ask me what I am, I say I'm Filipino. Like, there's no like cultural tie I have with my like dad's side. Like, there's n- yeah. there's nothing, like there's no ritual, there's no ceremony, there's nothing sacred. There's no traditions. There's exactly like that. That's like ninety percent of the reason why I'm like I'm Filipino. Like, not that I am like close enough as I should be with that, but like. The fact that there's, like, certain food and certain things we do, like, that alone is, like, enough for me to cling on to, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, as a as a person, so my dad's side is Jewish, and my mom's side is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's um, side is, I guess I, I, what do I say when I usually say my mom's side? I think I usually say my mom's side is... Oh, mixed European, that's what I usually say. Strictly ethnically, that's, I guess, correct. But really what I would say is my mom's side is white American because they don't have any cultural ties to any Italians, Germans, whatever. But they're white. And so the I, the, the cultural idea that they have to come back to is whiteness, but whiteness does not have any culture. Like, no, well, so that was my biggest thing was like I always find it really funny when people are like oh like what's your ethnicity you're like what what ethnicity and then you have people are like oh 25% Italian 18% Irish 18% this <laughs> what like, does that mean like, to you? all that kind of stuff like to me like your ethnicity is like the cultural ties you have yeah to a totally. sense like if you don't know any of the culture of the Irish, like Ireland, like Irish, you've never, yeah, you don't know the culture, you don't know the culture of Italian, like, yeah. oh, you, you eat Italian food, like, that's not their culture to a T, like, yeah. you like it, like, doesn't make you Italian kind of thing, like, if you don't know the cultures, then you're not it, like, you are white, like, yeah. you don't have one, you're an unknown person, like, you exactly. are American. <laughs> Yeah. And so... <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That was awesome. And so, to a sense, like, that's what that is. And it's like, like, Ukrainians and Russians, like, you you literally see people, Russians, like, have pride, like, I'm from Mother Russia, like, mm-hmm. like all that. And Ukrainians, are they're fighting for their home. Like, this is another Vietnam kind of stance. Like, like the people that we went to war in Vietnam, like, that is, that is like, our modern-day Ukraine, because... They fought for their land. They're expected... We were expected to win Vietnam. Right. Lost yeah. it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Ukraine was supposed to fall in the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. And they're still fight, like fighting strong. Like, mm-hmm. like just because like, they are doing the possibility, like, that is what you have, like, national pride. Like, mm-hmm. But you don't have that here. 
Like, you would have, like, the typical, like, ROTC kid that's like, America! Like, other than that, like, there's nothing here. Like, I could care less. So there's just, like, a fat, like, I can't speak on behalf of other countries, but, like, the fucking lack of unity. Like, no one gives a fuck about each other. Like, there's not like strong community unless you live in right. a small neighborhood and everyone knows each other but even then it's like I don't <laughs> like I don't have a deep connection to anything or like yeah. anyone and like I personally don't have like like it's not that I don't appreciate all the prefaces whatever like I know I'm privileged in being in a developed country pee pee poo poo but yeah, like yeah. I'm not like, considering America's history, like, I personally don't have, like, pride associated with that at all. Yeah. Because there's so much violence and, like, like genuine disgust. And that, and I only know, like, not, I know nothing. And from what I do know, it's like, mm, like, I care about the people here, obviously. Yeah. They're the only people in my life. But, like, <laughs> like the lack of unity is, is really giving. Like, if yeah. we were... Just, like, if we had to... If there was a draft, like, mm-hmm. fucking Gen Z out, out there, like, we'd oh, be fucked. Nice. <laughs> well, no one would... <laughs> if we wanted to end it, I would say we should, like, end it on the point of, like, the national... People that have, like, the national pride for America are the same people that fly the losing flags, like, the Confederate flag or the Gadsden flag. Like... Mm. Those are those same people that, like, are still in the very much, like, of the South beliefs, <laughs> to a sense. Oh. What? Exactly. <laughs> people who fight the Confederate flag and <laughs> 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 fucking nationalists. Like, those are the people that, like, still, like, think that this is America. Like, we're prideful. We're the best there is. There's, we're number one this, like, we're number so one that. Like, in, we're like, the number the one country. Dream. Like, exactly. all you have to do is pick yourself up by your bootstraps and just work Literally. hard. Literally. Like, Shut like, <laughs> those are like the people that like the people that still think of the false like of the false truth that we are told mm-hmm. of America is the number one country in the world we're the best yeah. country yeah, in the world part. the people mm-hmm. that believe in that are the people that are sitting here going yeah we're the best country like I'll die for my country like no we are there is not one standard that we are number one except for like obesity like right. that violence. is it <laughs> like, gun violence and, and, oh yeah, gun violence in <laughs> prison population. Like prison yeah. population, we are we are number one in the worst terms. Like we're not number one in education. We're not number one in any like not any any healthcare. Like, like yeah, <laughs> like people that believe in that are the people that are like yeah, I fucking love my country. Like exactly, <laughs> like the whole um uh I remember doing this for uh we had to do a project about the American dream in junior year of high school. It was a poetry project. I'm not going to talk about poetry, but uh, separate thing. There's a episode three. <laughs> episode three. Yeah. Um, there's a, a a myth that was kind of part of the founding myths of America um, called the City on the Hill, and it was essentially just like you know when uh, people were immigrating to America, and this is super early on, like literally like. British people and like some other ethnic populations. Um, <laughs> your head is heavy. Damn. So fucked. I, I thought you were. Carry your head with one again. I, I thought you were cringing because I said British people. <laughs> <laughs> British people. British people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, British people and like some Irish people, Catholic people, whatever. I don't know. They were coming here and they were saying like, 
the the nation that we create will be the ideal nation and when people think about that they think about that as in like oh we're going to be the best in education best in healthcare best in uh, wealth mobility whatever but what they were really like thinking back then was the best purest whitest nation mm. like the city on the hill was about like prosperity and stuff but it was also about like whiteness, um, whiteness. Yeah. yeah we became a country that cut all ties to culture yeah exactly i also can't stand the people and when i say the people i mean <laughs> but they're like like they don't think they don't associate like america with whiteness with evil like they don't mm. think that there's any correlation between like they'll go oh like like fucking my dad used me as an example like we're not like personally racist like i have an asian doctor and i was like bro oh, he said that yeah did we yeah we talked about the fucking season i forgot about like, that that's like white privilege at its finest no like. but but that's a thing like they they refuse to believe that white privilege is a thing because there's a handful of black people on tv like they're like mm-hmm. well we are a very diverse country and black people are allowed to succeed and the housing like there's no issues with housing or what or violence or there's no like discrimination against black people anymore because Candace Owens because Candace Owens was also called like she uh during like the whole BLM movement it was wait is Candace Owens the black uh, okay so yeah so I'm thinking of that girl it was called like there uh, one of the Black Lives Matter like spoke people were like there were slaves and the people that were put down but there was also black people that were helping the white men put us down and she is one of those oh, like, yeah. she is someone that like she tries to talk talk to people about the whole African African American like community but is also denied by them so it's like yeah don't like not my dad thinking that she can speak on behalf of black people as if like collectively they give a fuck about her <laughs> like I, but anyways my point is like they don't they don't think that white privilege is a thing because their workplace has a handful of poc like mm-hmm. they have an, a fucking half asian daughter like it's shit like that like that pisses me off it's like these people like whatever the fuck media they're consuming like has fully convinced them like that there's no correlation between like that just that just enrages me like well, genuinely like nothing pisses me off more than that like it's I, not even ignorance like you have access to information you you choose to like you cherry pick from that shit and then yeah. you pick the wrong thing anyway it's like you cherry pick and pick a blueberry mm, yeah mm. <laughs> um, mm. bars <laughs> that's called motherfucking bars <laughs> <laughs> At least I have the fucking receipt. I have re- like recordings of what I'm saying. Some dumb shit. <laughs> Anyways. Boom. That's it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to stop at two hours, and then, <laughs> then we went like another fifteen minutes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Wait, we need a code gonna... word if they made it through this. Oh, a code word. We forgot about the code okay, word. Okay, you come up with a code word? Uh. Go ahead. Anything. Anything. Maybe something super random. Super random. Yeah. Uh, banana? Okay. Hell yeah. So, code word is banana. It's like they skipped to the last 30 seconds of banana. I was a bitch. Okay, the end.
Okay. Well, <laughs> do we want to do our plugs now? I don't. Not that any of us have any of them ready. What are plugs? That's okay. Um, we oh you're plugging your social media stuff no, oh, no. we do a uh, song recommendation creator recommendation so like somebody you like that makes internet content or it could just be like a I don't know, movie star or like a news anchor that you like okay. anybody literally anybody um a podcast that you like and something uh, to donate to something to donate to or someone something or someone <laughs> okay I will start off because I have a, a, a good one for a uh, donation. There is a, uh, I'm trying to think of, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, this will be my creator shout out and my donation okay. plug. Um, there's an amazing creator on TikTok. Uh, they are a uh, therapist named Shaheem. Uh, and they are having, I think, uh, medical... Troubles, troubles with medical expenses for their sister, I believe. Um, and also uh, just general coverage stuff, rent. They work as a therapist. They don't make that much money. I think they're, uh, they, they just quit their job. So they need a little bit to um, support. support, yeah, in the time where they're unemployed. So uh, look up Shaheem on TikTok. You'll see all their links, all their stuff there. S H A E M, I think. Oh, no, no. H E M. S H A H E M. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my creator shout out. Song. I was listening to. Ooh, damn. I can't pick up my phone because it's the phone we're using to <laughs> record. Yeah, that sucks. I was, I was listening to. Um, uh, okay, this is, mm, this is not going to be the, the one I was first thinking of, but I think everybody should just go and listen to uh, Sam Cooke records. Yeah, Because, like, That's why weird. not? And I feel like a lot, the, like, there are a lot of songs that Sam Cooke made that I did not know Sam Cooke made. Like, that I heard in my childhood. Oh my god, I love when that happens. That's, like, the, the best thing ever. It's like, exactly. oh my god. <laughs> exactly. Like, the, um, the one where he talks about, like, not being good in school. You know what I mean, but it, well, you you wouldn't know what I mean if I explained it better. And then podcast, I am still just listening to you wrong about in <laughs> space, um, but there was a good podcast I listened to a while ago. I don't know if I shouted it out on season one, but it's called Brainwashed. And I kind of forget what it's about, but I think it was pretty good. It's like a short podcast series. It's like 10 episodes, something like that. So brainwashed. Brainwashed. It's on Spotify. Per. Um, I usually have all my shit on Twitter. Mm. Like for the Dunny too and stuff. Oh, okay. But um, I'm trying, I, can't, I haven't been on it in a minute, so I could just plug the same... Um, well, I'm going to check their account and see mm-hmm. how they're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they might still need more money. Hold on. Um, podcast. I haven't really been listening to podcast. Oh, oh. I think I plugged this one last time, but Manifest Daily. Um, yeah. 
She's just, she's funny. She doesn't really have, I think she's maybe had one guest on her, on her thing. But she talks about, like, goal setting or, like, being intentional about shit. And, oh, she had one on, like, astrology and stuff, which I don't, I don't know shit about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned a lot. <laughs> so nice. that's, that's mine. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find someone to donate to. That's kind of more important. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's okay. Share. Short notice. <laughs> you can always like send us some. Oh wait. <laughs> and then we'll put it in the description. I'll put it in the, descri- the description. Okay, this is so on the like their pin tweet, so I'll just re replug her. Um, this is for Coco. Um, what? Really good. No, so um, she's a black trans woman and a sex worker. She's been homeless for a year, and this was a while ago, but she was attacked by a client and had to line. Uh, please donate and share this to help her find a home. And their her Venmo is. T W I T T E R I N A. What was it? Nice. Oh. Twitter. 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 Okay. Um, ooh, okay. Um, That's on You by Joyce Rice, featuring Umi. Ah! And it's the Umi. Japanese version. So there's like oh. a little. Cool. A little bilingual moment. And I have a second one. Oh, and Brown by Kyle Dion. Okay. So jazzy, so smooth. Mm. Go ahead. Oh, did I say everything? Yeah, contact creator. If you have one. Um, I don't have one right now. I haven't really been on the web. <laughs> on the internet. I've been surfing the web. I've been off the grid. Yeah. So what are we plugging? So, content creator, podcast. A song. Song. Okay, I don't have... Okay, I don't yours have... is Twittering, though, too. That could be it. You need to donate to Okay, mine is Twitterina. <laughs> Just go back ten seconds and you'll hear her explain <laughs> it. That part. Um... Shout out the content creators, Bailey and Will. Yeah. Oh my god. They're <laughs> They're really putting a grind. Uh, I don't really listen to too many podcasts. I mean, I do I listen to... What? You listen to one. Yeah, one. It's called I Am Athlete. Okay. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one with like Chad Ochocinco yeah, and Brandon yeah. Marshall and all them. And they talk about like mental health issues within like the NFL league. Like the NFL and then they like branch out to like the NBA mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and like they like their most recent one not the most recent one but I watched one that had like the upcoming prospects in the NFL and like their like mindset and their routine kind of thing nice so that one's always fun to watch they just had J.R. Smith on right yeah and they were talking, that was awesome yeah I loved that one that was great but they just have like Is a handful someone Chris Olave yeah Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, what else did I think of? A song. Oh, a song. Oh, my goodness. I, um, I love the huddle. 
Um, I would just shout out any any song by John Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, Two Steppin' <laughs> is always a really good one. Or like West Side Blues, it's more like a. I like that. It's especially something that's like my side of town kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. born and raised Oceanside, California. Mm. Went to El Camino High School and like did the part, and now he makes music, which is sick. Nice. There's that. Nice, Eddie. Cool. Well, thank all of our thank you to all of our glorious, beautiful listeners for two listening to this minutes, baby. two hour, <laughs> two and a half hour podcast. Hopefully, I'll be able to cut some of it out. Uh, and yeah, that's the show. Good night. Good night. Good night.